morning and thank you for joining us on this 4th of July weekend. I wanted to first thank this morning before we get started all of those men and women who have served our country. Uh, we have a free country. I know there's a lot going on in our country now, a lot of tension and a lot of things that we're going through, but this is still the best country in the world. And my prayer is that God is going to restore this nation, uh, that we're going to get through the difficulties and the tough times that we are in. And I know some days it may seem like that there's no hope, but with the Lord, there's always hope. And he can, he can change situations. He can get us through all that's going on with the virus and uh, some of the unrest that's going on in our land right now. So continue to pray to the Lord for that. Thank God for this country we live in, even as bad as things may be sometimes. Uh, God has been good to us in this country. God has blessed us. And my prayer is, is that God will uh, pour his spirit out on us, that there will be a revival in this land, and that God would continue to bless this country and bless these people, that we can be uh, a light for him in the world for years to come. We live in this country that's free, but freedom isn't free. You've probably heard that saying before. There are many men and women who have given their lives to uh, help give us the freedom we have, who have fought in wars, who have served uh, for years, who have, who have taken time away from their own families, who have come back with, uh, with the disabilities and, and are still suffering today. And we want to pray for those men and women who have given so much to give us this freedom that we have. We want to lift them up to the Lord. The ones who have given their life, we want to pray for their families that God would comfort them. The ones uh, who have come back and uh, who are still just going through uh, the difficulties of, of, of injuries maybe that they sustained while they were uh, fighting. And, and I want to thank you. If you're, a, if you're a man or a woman and you have served this country, I want to thank you for what you have done. Uh, there are really no words saying thank you is not enough. But I want you to know uh, that, that what you have done uh, is, is, is not uh, unappreciated, at least by me. And I know that there are many others uh, in this world who feel the same way. And so I thank the Lord for being good to us, and I thank uh, all those men and women who have done so much to give us the freedom that we have in this country. I wanted to give you a quick announcement. We are going to have a church service next Sunday, July the 12th. Now, we're not going to be meeting every week. I don't really know what the schedule is going to be right now, but all I know for sure is that July the 12th at 9 a.m., we're going to meet here at the church. Now, we're going to meet outside. I know it's hot. That's why we're meeting a little earlier. There's not going to be any kind of Sunday school, anything like that. Uh, try not to get shut up into small rooms with the coronavirus still going on. Uh, some, uh, you know, uh, some places it's really starting to uh, be a lot more cases that are starting to pop up. And still, we still, we still want to be safe. And so we are going to meet next Sunday, July the 12th at 9 a.m. outside under the carport at the Fellowship Hall. Now we'll try to spread out as best we can. We'll have masks available if you would like to wear a mask. We will have one for you. I would encourage you to do that. I know it's uncomfortable. I know it's hot. Uh, but for the safety of everybody there, I would encourage you to please wear a mask uh, if you would. And if you don't have one, we'll give you one. If you do have one, uh, you might want to bring it with you. Also encourage no handshaking or hugging, anything like that. I know some of you may say, well, that's fine. I don't care. I'm not worried about it. Uh, but there may be others who are a little more worried about it, and we do want to be safe. So no, no handshaking, no hugging, things like that. Let's try to uh, be respectful of that. And uh, we're going to come. We're just going to fellowship. I know it'll be good for everybody to see each other since we haven't seen each other in so long. 
Uh, we'll spend a few minutes, probably have a little music, and then we'll spend a few minutes in the Word. I'll try to preach short to get you, uh, get you out before the sun gets up and it gets too hot. So get the Word around, July the 12th, 9 a.m. Now, I will say, keep an eye on the weather, because uh, if the weather is really bad, you may not want to try to get out in it, since we are going to be outdoors, even though we'll be under the shed. Uh, we may have a few tents popped up, and so... Uh, keep an eye on the weather. Uh, we still, Lord willing, will even have service if the weather's not too good, but uh, if the weather's too bad, keep that into consideration uh, because our, our seating may be a little limited uh, in the area that we have there uh, to find some shades. But hopefully the weather's going to be good. God's going to give us a good morning, and I hope we can see you then. Uh, whenever we have future dates set that we're going to meet, I'll let you know those dates, as I said, to repeat. This won't be every Sunday. Uh, we're only going to meet occasionally over the next two or three months as the virus continues to uh, go on. We're going we're gonna to kind of wait that out and see what happens with that. And so uh, July the 12th, 9 a.m., that's next Sunday morning, and I hope to see you here. We're going to spend a couple of minutes here uh, listening to some music and praising the Lord, and when this is done, I'll see you back here.
John chapter 8. We're going to be in verses 30 through 36. If you have a Bible, I would encourage you to turn there. I would also encourage you to read this whole chapter in the next day or two if you get a chance. I think you'll be blessed by reading it. There's a lot that goes on before this in this chapter that's kind of leading up to what we're talking to today, and we'll talk about that briefly, uh, but it really is a good chapter for you to read and dwell on, and I hope that you can do that uh, in the next few days. But John chapter 8, verses 30 through 36. Let's pray, and then we'll jump into the text. God, we come to you and we thank you this morning that we can have the freedom to come and worship you. And I pray that you be with this nation. God, I pray that you would bring restoration to us, dear Lord. I pray that we would be a nation that stands together and that loves you and that loves one another. And I pray that you just would uh, work good, even in the midst of some of the tough things that are going on in our, in our country right now. I thank you for the men and women who have fought for our freedom. And God, I pray that you would bless them. I pray that you would be with them. Dear Lord, I pray that you would just uh, take care of them, dear Lord. So many were, were wounded and injured, and I pray that you just would uh, watch over them and provide for them. God, I pray that you would be with all the families of, of, of the ones who lost people fighting for this country, dear Lord. I thank you for the sacrifice that was made, and dear Lord God, we just thank you for giving us this free country, and I pray that we would do our best to seek you and to be a godly nation in all we do. I pray that you bless the reading of these words today. Hide me behind the cross, and I pray that Jesus is glorified, and I pray that you just open our hearts and you speak to us. And I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, John chapter 8, verse 30. Now, while you're uh, turning there, if you haven't already got there, we'll get, I'll give you a little background as to what's going on up to this point. At the very beginning of this chapter, there was a woman who was caught in adultery, and the Pharisees and scribes uh, had brought this woman to Jesus. Now, they were ready to stone her, but Jesus, uh, he, he said, Look, who among you has not sinned? Well, everybody there amongst them had sinned, and so he said, Look, whoever hadn't sinned, you throw the stone first. Well, after everybody thought about it, they realized, Well, we've all sinned, so who are we to cast stones at others? And so they all dropped their stones, and they... Uh, went away. And after that, Jesus continues to preach to a crowd that must have been around, and he begins to tell them that he is the light of the world. He also begins to speak some harsh stuff and says things like, look, I'm going to be leaving soon, and where I'm going, you're not going to be able to go. Uh, and they thought, well, what does he mean? They, they didn't really understand what Jesus meant. He explained uh, in great detail. Uh, he said, look, what, here's, the, here's the thing. Your sin is going to keep you from coming where I'm going. Jesus was ultimately going to give his life, and he was going to be with the Father in heaven. But these scribes and Pharisees, many of which were listening to him, well, they weren't going to make it to heaven because they weren't going to follow Jesus. As a result, they were going to, uh, they were going to be separated from him because of their sin. Now, they didn't like to hear these things, but Jesus was telling them the truth. He was telling them that he was the light. He was telling them, look, listen to me. Follow me, the Father has sent me. And they did not want to listen to what Jesus said. And that really is what kind of this whole chapter is about, Jesus going back and forth uh, with these Jewish people here. Some followed him, uh, but obviously, as we can see from the text and throughout the rest of the Bible, that not all the scribes and Pharisees did. And so here we see that's uh, a little background leading into what we're reading this morning is that there was this back and forth between these scribes and Pharisees and Jesus. Jesus was trying to tell them he was the way. Uh, they were trying to uh, put their faith in the fact that they were descendants of Abraham, and Jesus said, look, 
that's not going to save you. You have to follow me uh, to be delivered of your sin. So let's look at verse 30. John chapter 8, verse 30. As he was saying these things, many believed in him. So Jesus said to the Jews who had believed him, If you continue in my word, you really are my disciples. You will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Now, this is a, a beautiful passage here, this last one we read, but we see in the first verse we read here that there were some who did believe. There are some who heard the message and they believed what Jesus said and they followed him. And Jesus said, if you continue in my word, you really are my disciples. Now that's something for us to think about there. If you continue in my word, you really are my disciples. Now there were many people who probably came to Jesus and followed Jesus for a little while. And maybe that's even the case today in our world. There may be some people who hear the gospel message. They think, well, this sounds pretty good. They may come to church a few times. They may uh, do good and godly things for a little while, but they're not really devoted to Jesus Christ. They don't really put faith in him. They don't really trust him. They think what he says is good, but they choose not to follow him. They follow him for a little while, but then they fall away. Then they stop following Jesus. He says, look, if you continue in my word, if you continue and live by and do what I command you to do, if you follow my example and the things I've taught you, if you continue to do those things, you really are my disciple. Now, we want to make sure that we are continuing in the way of Jesus Christ, the things he taught and the example he showed us, because those who are really his will continue with him. There are some who may offer lip service. There are some who may walk an aisle. There are some who may come to church uh, once or twice and they may hear the gospel and they may even think it's good. But they don't really with all their heart ever follow Jesus Christ. They may follow him for a day or two, but their heart is not entirely devoted to it. Jesus says those who are really his disciples are those who continue in his word and continue in his example. And that's what he calls us to do too, not just these people he's talking to in this passage, but you and I as well. He says in verse 32, you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Now that's a beautiful thing right there because all of the things that had been taught to the people before Jesus were not the truth. Uh, they, were, they were lies. Now some of the things that were being taught were good and godly things that came from uh, the Old Testament law. But many of the things that were being taught were being taught by these scribes and Pharisees which were really twisting uh, the Word of God. And they were not representing the Word of God true in the way that it should have been represented for the people. And Jesus came along and not only did he not have all the, 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 the false things and the lies and the things that the scribes and Pharisees had added, he didn't do those things. But on top of that, he took what was already there and he pointed out the significance of it and, and, and all the, the, the ways that the law was going to fail and all the ways that he was going to fulfill all that the law required. And Jesus said, look, you will know the truth. I'm coming to tell you the truth. Here's the truth. I am the truth. Jesus tells them, I am the truth. You will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Now, set them free from what? Well, that's what we're about to see in the next verse or two. Verse 33, 
We are descendants of Abraham, they answered him, and we have never been enslaved to anyone. How can you say you will become free? Now, they didn't understand that they were enslaved. They thought they were living free. They were already doing what they wanted to do. They were already living the life that they wanted to live. And so when Jesus says, if you come to me and follow me, you'll know the truth and the truth will set you free. They didn't know what Jesus was saying. They didn't know what he meant. They said, we really are free. We really are doing what we want to do. We're not enslaved to anyone. How can you say that we are free? But Jesus wasn't talking about a physical slavery, uh, working for another person. Uh, He wasn't talking about uh, a slavery that meant that they couldn't do uh, what they wanted to do any time. They already thought they were free. They already knew they weren't enslaved to another person. And they didn't know what Jesus meant. But what did Jesus mean? Well, he's going to tell us here in the next verse. Uh, We are the descendants of Abraham, they answered him, and we have never been enslaved to anyone. How can you say you will become free? Jesus responded, I assure you, everyone who commits sin is a slave of sin. Now, Jesus explains it for him pretty clearly there. He's speaking in spiritual terms here. He's not speaking in terms of... uh, working for another person. He's not speaking in terms of not being free, is not being able to do what you want. He explains it clearly. He's speaking in spiritual terms, and he says, look, I assure you, everyone who commits sin is a slave to sin. Now, we need to realize the significance of that right there, because we may not think of our sin as being something that enslaves us, We may think that, well, look, real freedom is being able to do anything and everything that you want to do, good or bad, whatever you want to do. If you want to do it, that's real freedom. But that's not real freedom. And if you really think about it for long enough, I believe that you will come to the realization that you know it's not real freedom. Now, doing what we want when we are doing sinful and evil things is not freedom at all. Now, I want you to think about that. I want you to think about sin in your life that you have lived in in the past or may be living in now. I want you to think real hard about that, and I want you to think about how you feel. Do you feel free? Do you feel good? Or do you feel burdened down? Do you feel a weight upon you? Do you feel that everywhere you turn in your life there is drama? Do you wake up tomorrow feeling bad for what you did yesterday? Maybe physically, maybe emotionally, maybe mentally. When we're living in a sinful way, we are not free at all. We are just what Jesus said we are. We are a slave to sin. Because sin sinks its claws into us. And boy, it will not let us go because we continue to give in oftentimes to these temptations that overcome us. And we keep giving in to them and we keep doing these evil things, these wrong things, and we don't have any rest. We don't have any rest physically. We don't have any rest mentally. We feel the guilt. We feel the shame. We feel the physical effects of the sin that we are living in. And we keep going back to that sin sometimes because we feel like that's all that's keeping us going. I've got to do this. 
There's nothing else I can do. There's no other hope. There's no other deliverance. There's no other way for me to get through the things in my life. This is the way I want to live. This is what I want to do. This is freedom. You may make that argument, but I would venture to say that if you really think about your life, if you're living in sin continually and not repenting and not turning to Jesus Christ, if you think about the things that are going on in your life, you will realize and you will know that what Jesus said here is 100% true. That when we commit sin and when we are living in sin, we are a slave to that sin. Now, Jesus was talking to the scribes and Pharisees here. They thought that they were holier than thou. They thought that they were religious people. They thought that they were the best people that there were in this world. They thought they had everything figured out with God's word and were, were descendants of Abraham and they were God's people and oh, how God loved them. That's what they thought until Jesus came along and he said, no. You're not God's children. Just because you're a descendant of Abraham, you're not God's children. You're a child of God when you follow me. You don't know the truth, Jesus told them. I'm the truth. Come to me, I'll tell you the truth. I'll set you free. You think you're living in freedom because you're living in sin? You're not. Jesus said you're a slave to that sin. Jesus says I'll set you free from that though. They didn't want to hear that message. They didn't like Jesus because of that message. They thought they could do what they wanted to do the way that they wanted to do it and get away with it. And Jesus said, that's not the way. It's not the way to do what you want to do. That's not freedom. That's getting you in a cycle of, of, of pain and hatred and anger and bitterness and drama and all these things that come when we begin to live in unrepentant sin in our life. These are the things that follow it. We may not like to think about it, but these are the things that follow it. If all those things are happening in our life and things are always bad and, and there's always drama in our life, well, we better take a look at our life and say, okay, is this a result of my unrepentant sin? Is this a result of me being a slave to sin? Now, I'm not saying every bad thing that happens in your life is a result of sin, but there may be some things that are. There may be more than you realize. If we really begin to look at our life, there may be more things in our life than we realize that are happening because we have done or are living in some sin that we shouldn't be living in. Now, these are hard things for us to think about. For each of us, myself included, not just you, as me, it's all of us. It's the Pharisees, it's the scribes, it's everybody that ever hears Jesus' words that needs to consider what he is saying, and that's hopefully what we're all doing today. We're considering what Jesus is saying, and we're saying, okay, am I guilty of the same thing that the scribes and Pharisees were here? Am I a slave to sin, or am I free in Jesus Christ? Let's read a little further. Verse 35, a slave does not remain in the household forever, but a son does remain forever. Therefore, if the son sets you free, you really will be free. Isn't that good stuff? Jesus wants us to be part of his household. 
He wants us to be part of the family of God. And we can't be part of the family of God if we're living in our sin. If we're not repenting of that, if we're not coming to Jesus Christ, if we're not living for Him and in His truth and in His way, well, then we're not part of the family of God. Even if you hear the word and you think it's a good word, if you think Jesus uh, was a good man who taught good things, but you're not following him and you hadn't put your faith in him, then you're not a child of God. You're a slave to sin. But Jesus says here, he says, look, a slave does not remain in the household forever. You're not going to be with God for all of eternity if you're a slave to sin. But he goes on to say, but a son does remain forever. A son does remain forever. We become sons and daughters of God. We become children of God. We become part of the family of God when we put our faith in Jesus Christ. And when you put your faith in Jesus, you are part of the family of God forever. How do you get there? You get there through Jesus. How do you overcome the sin that so easily enslaves you and ensnares you and brings you down? You come, you get over that, you overcome that through Jesus. He closes in saying, Therefore, if the Son sets you free, you really will be free. Or some of your translations, If the Son has set you free, you are free indeed. Now think about that right now. I'm talking about, think about that freedom. Think about that joy. Think about that peace. You want it. We all want it. I say we all want it. I can't imagine that there's anybody in the world that doesn't want peace, but maybe there is. Maybe there are some people that just want to live in hatred. But that's because they're a slave to sin. And we are all a slave to sin. We are all sinners in need of a Savior. But the difference is, are we going to stay there? Because when we hear the truth, we have a choice to make. Because now we know. We know, okay, my sin is wrong. My sin is going to separate me from God. My sin is causing trouble in my life. I'm a slave to my sin. I can't have any joy or peace or, or rest because of my sin. Once we know the truth of the fact that we are all sinners, every single one of us, I am, you are, and everybody who's ever lived other than Jesus Christ, once we realize that we are sinners, well, then we realize we need a Savior. And this is what Jesus tells us in this passage today. Jesus tells us that He is our Savior. He's telling us a truth that the world doesn't want us to know, that the devil doesn't want us to know. That there's a better way than the sin that we live in and the drama that we live in. What the world tells you is good is a lie. What the world tells you will bring satisfaction is a lie. What the world tells you is truth oftentimes is a lie. But there is one source of truth that will always be true to us in everything that we are told, and that is the Word of God and the words of Jesus Christ. And Jesus says, I come to tell you the truth. I've come to set you free. I've come to show you what real freedom is. And once Jesus sets us free, we are free indeed. Now I want to ask you today, are you free? Now I thank the Lord that we live in a free country and the freedom we have, 
I thank the Lord for all the men and women who all those years ago uh, came and established this country and did the things that were done so that we could be a godly nation and have this freedom that we have. I thank God for all the men and women who have fought to keep this freedom that we have. And this freedom we have in this country is magnificent, but it does not compare with the freedom that we have in Jesus Christ. The freedom we have in Jesus Christ can never be taken away from us. Any freedom we have in this world can be taken away. It's hard to hear. We may not like to hear that, but that's the truth. There is no freedom that you have in this world that cannot be taken away except for the freedom you have in Jesus Christ, the freedom you have to come to Him, the freedom you have to worship Him, the freedom you have to trust in Him, the freedom to know that whatever happens in this world, that you will be free in Jesus Christ and with Jesus Christ for all of eternity if you put your faith and trust in Him. If you hear His words, if you follow His commands, if you do what He says and listen to Him, then He says you are really His disciples. Then He says you are really set free. Isn't that good stuff? Now there may be some of you watching today and you may be looking for freedom. I want to tell you where to find it. You can find it only in Jesus Christ. Now, what does it mean for us to be free in Jesus Christ? Does that mean that everything in our life is going to be better in an instant and we're never going to have any more problems? No, it doesn't mean that. Sometimes people may say, I don't want to follow Jesus Christ because I want to do what I want to do when I want to do it. That's freedom. Well, it's not freedom. We just talked about it. Because oftentimes the things we want to do when we want to do them they don't leave us free at all. They leave us enslaved to the sin that we are in. Now, when we come to Jesus and we have freedom in Jesus Christ, there may be temptations that come for things that we used to do, things that we used to desire. Those temptations may come, and we have to overcome those temptations in Jesus Christ. And you may say, well, that's not real freedom. But, oh, it is real freedom. It is real freedom when we do some of the things that we used to want to do and now that we realize that they're bad and we see the consequences that come with them and we turn from those things, some people say, well, I'm not doing what I want in that case. But you are because your want-tos have changed. Before Jesus Christ, we don't have any reason to war against or to fight against our sin. We just live in our sin because that's the best we know. But when we hear the truth of Jesus Christ, now we know something better. Now there's a war that rages in our, in our minds. Because now we know the things that we used to want to do are not the right thing to do. And we battle those things. And through Jesus Christ, we can overcome those things. And when we overcome those things, there's a much better feeling than when we give in to them. And that's what freedom in Jesus is. Our sins leave us feeling ashamed, leave us feeling down, leave us feeling broken, leave us feeling burdened. But Jesus leaves us feeling good. You'll never feel bad for doing the right thing. 
You'll never feel bad by saying, nope, I'm not giving in to this temptation. I'm not doing this thing that's wrong. I'm not going to live in sin. I'm going to live in Jesus Christ. And when you do that, guess what? There's going to be joy that comes. There's going to be peace that comes. A joy and peace that will never come if we give in to our sin. When Jesus sets us free, we are free indeed. And the way Jesus leaves us feeling is the exact opposite of the way that sin leaves us feeling. And that's the freedom that we experience in Jesus Christ. There are still hard days. There are still hard times. Things are still tough. Being free in Jesus Christ doesn't mean that we are free from any temptation. It doesn't mean that we are free from hard times. But it means that when we go through those things, if we trust in Jesus, we are going to come out the other side with joy in our heart, feeling good about what we've done. As hard as life still may be, even for the Christian, if we stand by Jesus, we can sleep at night in peace, knowing that we have done the right thing. If we live in sin, we can't sleep at night. We toss, we turn, we feel the burden, the shame of that sin. We feel the guilt of that sin. And we wake up the next day and we do it again and again and again. And when we do that and we're unrepentant, we are a slave to sin and it ruins our life. But when we come to Jesus Christ, He helps us to overcome those things. He leads us in the way we should go. The Holy Spirit indwells in us and gives us guidance in the things we should do in our life and the choices we should make. And when we make the right choices and when we follow Jesus' example and when we listen to His words, there is a joy and a peace that makes everything better. I hope you're not a slave to sin today. If you are, I want to tell you, you can be freed by Jesus Christ. He's the only hope we have. He's the only freedom we can really have that will last for all of eternity. And only is found in Jesus. Let's pray. God, I come to you this morning. I thank you for these good words. And I pray that you just bless the reading of them. I pray that, God, that we would not be enslaved to sin. If there's sin in our life, God, that we would repent. That you would show it to us. God, I pray that you would help us to be men and women who are going to follow the example of Jesus Christ. To really be your disciples, dear Lord, as the word says. God, I pray that you would help us to see uh, areas in our life we can improve, that we could see how good the freedom in Jesus is. And God, as, as good as the temptations of the world look, God, when we come to Jesus, nothing compares to the joy that he brings. And I pray that each one watching this today has experienced that or will experience that. And if there's one that hasn't put their faith in Jesus, I pray that they'd do it this morning. And I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us for today's service. To learn more about Jesus, call or text Pastor Shan at 601-657-0180 or email him at shanvnme.com. You can also visit us at www.enterprisebaptist.church or follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash ebcliberty. We hope that you have been blessed by today's service.